and welcome to the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. I'm Andy Hughes. I'm here with Alex Hudson. Hey, <laughs> that was Hey Ya by Outcast. And I had to point out that basically this is our second take of recording, and I just didn't... and the first time it wasn't much better than that. Well, no, because I tried to put I tried to put more uh, enthusiasm into it this time, and I ended up just remembering how shit it was the last time and laughing about it. Sorry, Paul, you requested that, and uh, I, I messed it up. Oh, you, you doing requests now? Yeah, if, if anyone else wants to request anything, they won't. If anyone else wants to request me singing anything, after they've heard my Harry Potter theme yeah, everyone tune, wants though, it. Knows? Everyone wants it. That was really good, by the way. Yeah, I re listened sure. to that. It's top-notch, <laughs> top-notch theme tune. Uh, welcome to the news and reviews episode. Which has been substituted for a Sunday episode, because yeah. we're radical. Because we... We are nothing if mavericks of the podcasting game. And unpredictable and also poor at deadlines. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's just say extenuating facts mean that this had to come. Basically, you're working all the time. Yeah, I'm busy at the weekends and Andy went away for a bit. So this is coming out... Literally for a day. <laughs> this is coming out when you're listening to it. But there will be a... <laughs> I was going to say this is coming out on a day. this in five years' time? I was going to say... What if they want to hear what we thought of Fantastic Beasts <laughs> and other things? I was going to say this is coming out like on a day. And then yeah. I was like, but surely you'll know what day that is because it's the day you're listening to this podcast. I never listen to the podcast on the day of release. No. I like to keep myself <coughs> waiting to tantalise myself. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, uh, and then there's going to be another longer episode midweek. And then there's going to be a normal Sunday episode back to... Back to normal. Back to life. Back to reality. Uh, we mentioned that on the Harry Potter podcast as well. Okay, here comes the podcast. We are doing news and then reviews. What reviews have we got this week, Andy? We got Fantastic Beasts and where they at. Yeah, yes, Fantastic Beasts and where they at. We was a guy. Why do you try and make it sound cooler than it is? <laughs> Just say where to find them. Um, you saw Captain Fantastic. I did see Captain Fantastic, which is a sequel to Fantastic Four. Oh, mate, is better than any of the Fantastic Fours. And I saw Midnight Special. Which is better than Midnight Run. <laughs> is it though? Or Special Brew. <laughs> special Brew gets very good recommendations from Homelessmen. <laughs> um, should we start with news? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I wanted to bring up something okay, that I meant to bring pig. up. Yeah, you know, no, you're I'm the not news the news pig. pig. Oh, why am I the news pig? Okay, fine, uh, news hound, what have you got? I wanted to bring up something last week and I completely forgot about it. Okay. So, Kong Skull Island trailer was released, yeah, and we got to see that. Um, I just wanted to speak about the fact that you said Kong Skull Island yeah. would be better than any Star Wars movie that was ever created. Yeah. Yeah. Do uh, you still stand by it? I want to just get this on record. It's on record. It's because, on the internet. Because you were talking to um, Jacob from Jump Cut. Yeah, a man who clearly, well, you know, look, I don't want to disrespect fellow podcasters. Obviously, what he does is very good. However... He has the most incorrect opinion I've ever heard. His big gripe okay. with the poster. Have, can we get a jingle for Alex's beef of the week? Right. <laughs> I'm going to record that tomorrow. Okay, so here comes the problem. There was a poster that was released, I believe, for Kong Island. It's a Kong screenshot Island. from the trailer. That's it, yeah, okay, right. And basically it's the it's the idea of the thing from Apocalypse Now where you see the helicopters flying past like a sunrise or whatever. Yeah. Or a sunset, okay? And it said, um, and Jacob from Jump Cut posted it and said, 
hey, why does <laughs> why do Kong Skull Island feel they have the right to steal from um, Apocalypse Now? I mean, it was different when Star Wars did it. And I jumped on that and I was just like, hold on, why was it different? Because you haven't given me a reason as to why. And then he had a back and forth with me and actually still never gave a reason. So, Jacob from Jump Cut, if you're listening, my beef of the week is with you. <laughs> my beef is this. Why does, why does Star Wars get a free pass on well, everything? Kong Skull Island doesn't. And Kong Skull, Kong Skull Island has not come out yet. Okay. How can we judge this? And then, and then I said, let's not prejudge it. And then he said, oh, but I think that's what trailers are for. That's not what trailers are for. Trailers are for you to get excited about a film. They're also for you to make bold statements on the internet that you are not going to be able to back up later. I, say, well, I will be, I will be backing up. This Kong Skull Island will be better than any Star Wars film. Okay. So when when Kong Skull Island comes out, I want to hear your opinion on whether or not you do. I'll book. I'll book day of release ticket. <laughs> really? I will go and see it on the day of release. Um, you I'll review it on the Sunday episode. You can't see this, but we're shaking hands. Oh, your hand's injured. Why did I use my bad hand? Okay. Um, I just want to make sure that was on record. Um, Jacob, you've been called out by Alex. I'll tag him when I tweet about this episode. um, I will record a Beef of the Week jingle. (laughs) But no, I think the trailer looks alright. The thing is, I like Godzilla. Looks better than any Star Wars trailer. The thing is, you class Guardians of the Galaxy as the best Star Wars movie ever made, so you say it's built a bit better than Guardians It's Star of the Wars thematically. Oh, okay, so you're putting caveats in place now. Anything with Star Wars in the title. <laughs> okay. that, that, that's a Star Wars movie in all but name. Okay, um, did you have any more news? I did. Um, uh, Dan Trachtenberg, who we like very much because he directed uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane and presumably not the last ten minutes of it. A great film. Uh, which was a great film, and ten minutes of... A bad film tagged on the end. Uh, he has been lined up to direct the Harry Houdini biopic that has been in production for ten years now. My lord! Originally attached to play Houdini was Johnny Depp, of course, because in of the mid two thousands it was anyone other than Johnny Depp that would have been a surprise. Um, but he's a you know he he had a really really strong debut with. Um, that's going to make a terrible joke but it was also too late to be okay was it something about an escape artist or something that's a film that can't escape development how so it's a beef of the week jingle and a fail of the week jingle I don't know if I can cut out this many laughs You've really entertained yourself with that joke. Oh, You'll notice that I haven't cracked a smile. <laughs> it made me cry. Anyway, uh, <laughs> other than that, um, there's been some photos released from Logan. Yeah, don't. They look really good. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm still. You are. You are literally crying with laughter at your terrible joke. Oh, dear, that can't escape. To the, I'm not going to finish it because you might remember how funny it was. Oh, apologies for that. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Let's not forget that you were the one before the podcast. You said I really want to get this one just done, dusted really quickly. Oh. You just spent five minutes crying. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, the pictures from Logan look pretty good. I've not I'm looked s- at any of them. I've decided I'm not going to. Okay. I, do, I just think that 
I'm worried that any of them might give elements away. I'm not watching want... any more trailers. <laughs> no, no, unless... me neither. Oh, I think. Well, I will, provided I've got Johnny Cash songs playing in the background. Well, the thing is, I want to go into that film as a surprise because the first trailer blew me away. I want to yeah. go in and not think that I've seen it or. Sure. Um, I was messaging a friend of mine about this actually, hmm? and I was saying um, it was coming out, and she was like, "What is this?" And I was like. It's a Wolverine movie. You wouldn't know what it is, <laughs> but I'm really excited for it. She was like, "It will be terrible, won't it?" And I was like, no, it's got an entirely Johnny Cash, maybe Tom Waits, and maybe Leonard Cohen soundtrack. That would be good. I'm gonna. <laughs> oh, is it too late to write to them? Um, nah, sure, go for it. Uh, but no, I think you're right. You you would like to go in and I be as surprised as possible. Yes. Okay. Well, 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 well done, little news pig. I see. I re-listened to when you called me, and you said, "What's in your news sausages, you little news pork?" What's news pork mean? I don't anyway. know. Okay. I don't know. I genuinely don't. I just remembered my joke again. Okay. Okay. So review. Let's move on. This is our least professional podcast yet. <laughs> This is easily the worst one. I don't done. know. That's news of reviews wasn't. Great. Well, you forgot how to speak in that one. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay. So <laughs> the big release of the week, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, came out on Friday. And Do you want me to tell you where they are? Or the week before, actually. So it's been out for a week and a half. Yeah, now, yeah. yeah. So we're avoiding spoilers by doing this. They're um, in the case. They're in the suitcase. Just so you know, as as I, was predicted. I predicted yeah. from the, like the first trailer, those beasts are going to be in the case. Well, it's it's impressive that the trailer managed to not show him capturing any magical beasts, and for people to still think that maybe that was going to be the case that the, he would capture. <laughs> there is no magical beast. Okay, there is one. Technically, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we're going to try and avoid spoilers. Um, what did you think? Tell you what. Explain what happens in this film. Okay, so brief uh, we're back in the world of Harry Potter, except we're just, <laughs> uh, it's not the world that we created with Ashwands and Gilroy <laughs> Fuckhart. Um, unfortunately, it's not that world. It is the world of Harry Potter, but set sort of eighty years before so Harry Potter. Nineteen twenty-nine or something like that. Yeah, it's something. It's 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 the twenties. It's New York City, and Newt Scamander, who is a author who is also a graduate from Hogwarts, mm-hmm. has written his first book called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and he's got a collection of magical beasts in his suitcase that is like Mary Poppins' handbag. Yeah. Now, he comes to New York with the idea that he's going to go into Arizona and set free a bird. That's it. He's caught a bird that needs to be set free into his natural habitat in Arizona. Mishaps and misadventures abound. He then gets caught up in a side plot, which is actually the main plot of the film, which is to find out what beast has been terrorising New York City and why beasts, magical beasts, have been banned from the city because of this. He meets uh, people who work for their equivalent of the Ministry of Magic, which is the the Congress of the US uh, Magic... They, they They have a name, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah. Magicus. Magusa. Because it's USA at the end, something like that. Anyway, he then gets caught up with all this and, surprise, surprise, ends up saving the day, or does he? Mm -hmm. That's as as spoiler free as I want to give it. Um, Eddie Redmayne plays Newt Scamander. Mm -hmm. And what did you think of his performance? I really liked him. I thought he really nailed it. I thought that his kind of shy, awkward. Brit act in the very brash New York City. Yeah, uh, Mike come off a bit kind of 
irritating, but I found it quite charming actually. This kind of awkward guy just who can't make eye contact at all, just kind of meandering through the city. Like, I really enjoyed this film. Like we've got quite a difference of opinion in this film, I feel. Well, because I think no. You, you got very angry about it at one well, point. My opinion on um, Eddie Redmayne is is similar to yours. I think he does oh, no, a I mean very good. Film in well, yeah, he does a very good job of being a sort of awkward, shy, um, sort of charming in a way through his awkwardness, mm. almost in a sort of autistic sense. Actually, yeah, it, that that came to mind again. That idea of having recently seen the accountant that it sort of felt like that was sort of the portrayal he was going with there. <laughs> I don't know if there's any truth in that. Um, but he he does well with the material, and considering this is adapted from a pamphlet, yeah, that's pretty good going. Um, but I don't think the story is enough to. Uh, uh, no, I I take that back. I think it is enough, but it's never anything more than that. I think I I had a feeling I really enjoyed going back to that Wizard of the World. I think it's probably one of the strongest Harry Potter films there's been. Um, because I think technology has finally caught up to a point where it can look incredible, really. Like, and it's nice to see wizards at their... Because, obviously, all this time we've seen wizards in training, really. Mm. Um, it's nice to see wizards who are actually able to do whatever magic they want to do. Yeah. You know, the, the wizards who are kind of, to use a cliche term, at the height of their powers. Mm-hmm. They they know what they're doing. So they can apparate all over the place and, you know... Um, and it was really nice just being back in that universe and seeing it. And it also helped that David Yates, it was who directed it, yeah, yeah. had directed those last couple, of, last few Harry Potter films. Yeah, hadn't he, he did the last four, didn't he? Um, so he kind of knew that universe well enough to kind of just plonk us straight back in there. And I don't think it pandered to us all that much. You know, there was times when they mentioned stuff and they go, "Yeah, there's, oh, there's what, a bunch of Easter eggs in there," but, but there's not. It's the not overwhelming, time, and it's trying to build its own mythos at the same time. I did feel it was overly long in places, and I felt that at times because they were trying to do three or four separate storylines at sometimes, it did seem bloated. Mm. But it didn't actually take away from it for me. I still actually had a really fun time. Yeah, like, I enjoyed. Um, like Eddie Redmayne looked like he was having a lot of fun. I thought the guy who was the nomad, which is basically the American Muggles. Mm. Um, oh god, his name escapes folks. me at the moment. Um, Dan Fogler. He he was a lot less irritating than because when I saw the trailer, I thought irritating, but I actually found him quite quite funny. He's mm. one of my favourite characters in this. You know, um, I think Colin Farrell did a good job. You know, I I actually really enjoyed this film. I I don't think it's like up there the best of this year. But I'm happy to have seen it, and I'd, I'd be happy to go see it again. I thought there's enough in there for me to enjoy, but it maybe is a bit long. See, the stuff I really like about it is the New York stuff. I, I like the idea of looking around New York and seeing this world that we haven't yet explored because all we've seen is Britain. Yeah. The problem is, you see snapshots of it, and then you move on because we're chasing down this thing. And you go, well, okay, fine, but this, this storyline really didn't didn't hold me in the same way that it seemed to hold you. I think I think the stuff surrounding him in New York was more interesting than his actual mission in New York. Mm. It'll be interesting to see where they go with it now that they're doing four more films yeah. and whether he's the central protagonist or whether they Yeah, cuz they've not really said They have haven't, they? you know, it's not been announced that he's been tied down for X number of films. All they've said is they're making five of these or oh, five in this series. And that could mean that we're looking at different protagonists each time, but maybe with an arch-villain that stays the same. And it's that kind of thing where you go, okay, if you were to take it a certain way, maybe that would be more interesting. But actually... Because you didn't... Am I saying you didn't really enjoy this film to a great extent? It's middle of the road for me. There's just stuff that... 
just didn't do much for the, you. There's stuff that's charming about it, but and there's you, stuff that just doesn't work for me. I'm wondering whether it's something to do with, um, and this might be just putting words in your mouth. Um, I'm wondering if it's something to do with the fact that you never read any of the books, really, did you? Got up to like four, and I then stopped. Read the fourth one, maybe read the fifth one. I can't um, remember. But you never, you never felt a great connection with that universe as a Not whole. particularly. The films I've seen, you know, I've seen all of the yeah. films now, but I'd only seen I think the first four or five up until last year, and then I watched all the others. And you know, they, they're the the universe is sort of represented quite well. I think there. I don't, you know, I obviously don't know as much as a sort of Harry Potter nerd would know. Yeah. But I've got friends who are Harry Potter. Well, nerds. this was this was a series of books that. I, I the, the really connected like the, with you. The last book, I remember queuing outside Waterstones at mm. midnight to go get it. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a series of books that I grew up with, and I really got gross, and it was really what got me into reading at a young age because I used to read. Mm. Um, I got to the point where I didn't want to read the books of my age group when I was younger. I wanted to read above, yeah. and I, they, they really captured my imagination. So when the films came out, and some of the films did disappoint me, um, this I think I like because it's not attached to a book. Mm. Because it's not attached to a book that I've read. I've not read Fantastic Beasts. Um, I never had that book. But because it's not attached to that, it kind of expands on a universe I like in a different way of, without me having that emotional attachment of this is how I think the book should sure. look. Yeah. Um, which I felt was quite nice because it's a bit of a release in a way. Well, I did read the book, The <laughs> Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And, you know, it is essentially just a journal entries of... Here is a beast. These are its vital statistics. This is where you can find it. This is what it does. Mm. And that's it. You know, it's, it's just page What was your favourite beast? I don't fucking remember. What was your favourite one? I don't know. Hippogriff. That's the only one I can think of. <laughs> wasn't in this oh, film. Oh, no, wait. Basilisk. In this film? Basilisk. Basilisk wasn't in this film. No, I don't like any of them in this film. Basilisk. What? Oh, you... Ron Perlman as a goblin. Okay. That, that. that is my favourite beast. Is that rude? No. <laughs> to call him a beast? No. Is he a goblin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course he's a goblin. They're the scumbags of the universe. <laughs> Them and house elves. Thanks, Dobby, for fucking dropping Harry in it. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I think we've... Difference of opinion, but... Yeah. I think no, I, I, really I like the, the same sort of things that you like about it, but I just don't like them anywhere near as much as yeah. you seem to. But I think you're right. It might be that the connection there for you is much stronger. And, for example, if there was another Harry Potter film coming out for one of the Harry Potter books, I don't think I'd be there going, wow, I'm really pumped to see this. I think I'd be there going, wow, another one, really. Yeah. Whereas I think you might, you would be queuing around the corner at Cineworld to get in. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. No, I don't. But the thing is, if they release another book, not like The Cursed Child, I never read The Cursed Child because I didn't want to read a script. Mm. Um, I don't know why, but, just, but if I release a book of The Cursed Child, I'd get that and I'd read it. Right, it's really it's really strange that situation. Whereas I um, wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Okay, uh, you saw also. I saw Midnight Special, which was something I've been trying to catch for. Oh quite no! Some hang time. on, <laughs> we've just skipped ahead. Have we? Would we recommend it? Yeah, it's, yeah. you would absolutely, and I would if you're a fan of the series. I think I'd absolutely recommend it, especially if you've got. A, There's nothing new here. If you've though, got a young family problem. as well, like kids who who would be really impressed by it as well, and I think. You know, it might be a bit, of a, maybe a bit scary for your youngest. Yes, there are some, but I think you know, yeah. there's definitely an age range for that. Where you know, it you... certainly feels like one of the later Harry Potter films in the yeah. It's, it's and I think they've themes. once again gone. We've grown up with this franchise. We're we allowed the age. to, yeah. yeah. Um, so yes, Midnight Special. Yeah, it's all Midnight Special, which is something I've been trying to catch literally since it came out in about March time. Yeah, which is the story of Michael Shannon um, as a dad trying to carry his trying to get his son 
on like a road trip with um, Joel Edgerton mm-hmm. um, playing a Texas um, law officer, and they're trying to get their son from um, a religious camp which he was kept in, where he seems him as a messiah, um, to a designated point mm-hmm. and the son has special gifts um like glowy eyes and stuff like that like he, they, they expand expand on that and the stuff that he can do is you know really mind-boggling of you know that shouldn't be something somebody can do mm-hmm. um, but it's basically just a glorified road trip um mm-hmm. movie you know they've got to get item a f- from point a to b mm-hmm. um and police forces are trying to stop them sure. you know from the start from the outset you know the law are after them because he's they've put it out as Mark Shan's kidnapped this child. Um like I said, it really, really intriguing because it looks like an interesting take on like the superhero genre. Um and I think the performances in this are fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know. Um Michael Shannon nails it. Like Michael Shannon there's a point where he's just staring at the camera for like thirty seconds to a minute and you see a whole range of emotion just bubbling under the surface. Kirsten Dunst also puts in a great performance in this. Yeah, I heard um, that. I heard that this is And Joel Edgerton, once again, Joel is. Joel great, yeah. And even Adam Driver appears in it as this um, kind of analyst role, um, and he plays a really good part. I think it's shot beautifully. I also think the score is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does the same thing Nocturnal Animals does, where it has this same element, um, this kind of same piece of music that keeps expanding and keep mm-hmm. using the same kind of and sort motif. of distorting and playing around with right mm. and it really adds to these kind of wide sweeping shots of the way it's filmed is beautiful um, it's the same director who did Take Shelter which is another film I really want to go back and watch um, my problem was it's a two hour film and I do not think this film has two hours worth of content and as good as the performances are and as beautiful and as it looks and sounds it does not have two hours worth of content and it really upset me because I was like if you had shrunk this down, yeah, say you like, would have had an hour, to and an hour and a half at most. This would have been great. This really would have been great. And I know that obviously looking online, there's people who have different opinions going. This is one of the most beautiful indie films. It does look amazing, but if you haven't got the content to fill that time, it doesn't matter how good you look. Um, which is a shame. It mm. really is. Um, but I'd recommend giving it a go, and watching it, because you know there are some great performances in there, but. It's, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, is it worth a watch? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd say wait till uh, now. It's gonna be wait until it comes on DVD. But if it comes on, give it a watch. Um, mm. You know, it has some interesting ideas, but I just think there's not enough there. Yeah. Well, he's got another one coming up next year mm. uh, called Loving, which is about uh, based on a, based on the real life story of a couple who basically challenged in the Supreme Court um, sort of uh, anti-segregationist uh, 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 law that meant that their marriage was deemed as Is not... the Ruth Nager, yeah. George Tumon, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's he's still busy and he's got... Yeah. He's got stuff coming up. And uh, Mudd's one of his as well, which I, I bought who is recently. Who's the you. director? Uh, Jeff Nichols. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then just quickly... Um, I'll do Captain Fantastic, which is a sort of again, it's got a road trip uh, at the heart of it. Essentially, um, Vigo Mortensen, uh, Mortensen plays a father to a bunch of children who have basically been brought up in the wild, mm-hmm. and it was a choice that was made by both him and his wife, 
they said that they wanted to educate themselves and teach them the important things in life and not teach them the American cultures of uh, capitalism and consumerism, but actually teach you teach the kids about stuff that would be useful to them. And yeah. so they, they they train in bushcraft, they train in fighting and combat. They they read books that are way 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 above what you would expect a, a kid of their age mm-hmm. to be reading. Um, and this isn't giving any spoilers away. Um, the mother passes away very early on into the film, and basically they are told. Uh, Vigo Mortensen is told by the father that he's not allowed to come to the funeral because if he does, he'll get them arrested. And it's about his decision to take them to the funeral mm-hmm. and to defy that order and to to show that, you know, you can't take the family away from these kids just because the mother's passed on. Um, really beautiful film, um, moving at times, very, very funny at times. M- Vigo Mortensen puts in yet another really, really strong performance. Uh, I would I'd anticipate there might be some talk of Oscars around him. I yeah. don't know. It's the sort of performance that it treads that line where you think, well, this could... It's good be... enough to be there, but will they Certainly give it? Certainly it is. And, you know, it's about him working out whether actually he has given them the best education and whether mm-hmm. he was right or maybe the system is correct. And, you know, there are moments of doubt in there and there are moments of redemption. There are moments of everything. And this just it's, it's really nice to see him being able to flex his muscles again. And he always does well in lead roles like this. And yeah. it's, it's a film that you come away from it feeling quite... I, I came away from it feeling, oh, maybe I've wasted my life the way I've lived it. Maybe I should have... You maybe know, you should have learned bush combat. Yeah, and stuff like that. And you kind of look at it and you go, well, if it's making me think this about my own life, which I had no control of my upbringing, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's got to be a good sign that this has clearly worked as a film. Yeah, so it's that making you ask questions, which is... Yeah, what and if... it's, you know, it's, it's beautifully shot, it's well-written, well-directed, and... It's it's charming and it's ultimately very uplifting, mm-hmm. but there are you know it is a roller coaster. There's stuff on the way that makes you question stuff, and I, I really liked it. Um, I, again, definitely recommend watching it. It's another one that I'm planning to get around to at some, some point, point. Yeah, uh, but no, before the end of the year, really strong. Um, so I think it's been a rather good week in in terms of mm. our reviews. I think I think we're we're pretty happy with everything. I mean, yeah. you know, Fantastic Beast is good enough. I think. It's it's just not enough for me. I don't think yeah. there's, there's enough there for me to keep my interest. But for, but for really a fan of the series, it, so. of course, go and see it because this yeah. is going to you know, and this will run until New Year easily. Yeah, yeah, it'll be. This it'll is going to be the biggest film of this season. Will now. be Rogue One. Rogue One will be the biggest. Yeah, um, which we'll go and see at some point whenever it comes out. Um, but yeah, Captain Fantastic's one that I really want to watch. Um, the story of how Mister Fantastic became a captain in the army. Um, Midnight Special is watchable, but long. you just feel lacking something. Yeah, it, it, it's actually annoyed me because I'm because it because it's one that I've been speaking about all year to yourself, mm. going, "That's one I really want to watch." You know, it really piqued my interest, and then you're watching, you're like, "Give me more, mm. give me." It's just more. a disappointment because yeah. you, you go, "It's not a bad film, no," but you just wanted something that isn't quite there. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame, but I'd say definitely give it a go because there is some really nice stuff in there. Mm. Um, and if you've got nothing to do and you've got two hours to kill, yeah, definitely give it a go. Um, 
But yeah, that's where we that's it for this, it for this week's uh, news and reviews. Mm. Uh, as always, you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Buzzsprout, where you can rate, review, subscribe, comment, all that jazz. Uh, we would recommend you do that, and also recommend a friend to yeah, us like, personally. Hey, Next mate. Person say, this friend. Hey, mate, you, listen to this podcast, and then just pull it in your ears. Like, get your headphones and be like, hey, you're listening to hey. this now. Here's an idea that the fans can do. Yeah. Right, the listeners, what they can do is they can put their MP3 player on, right, and they'll, they'll be like, okay, I'll load up the, the Harry Potter episode, okay, mm-hmm. a nice recent episode, and then just leave it on a table somewhere and leave. Or leave it playing. So then like, someone yeah. comes along, picks it up, number one, free iPod, yeah. pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> number two, they've got a new podcast they love. Or you will have to buy a new iPod. You buy a Bluetooth speaker. Right, fuck yeah! You hide it in different places, and then you yes. just play the podcast and force people to listen to it, and then mm. either like the podcast or go crazy trying to turn it off. Mm. Or and either way, you're systems, the real winner, uh, like you would do in uh, war games or in that game called Watch Dogs. I think. Yeah, yeah. You would hack into a system, and like uh, if you're in Starbucks, right? You hack into their system, and you go. Right, play Dinosaur Man Nerdcast instead of smooth fucking acoustic jazz. jazz. And then all of a sudden people just start going, wait, who's got an Ashium Leviosa one? <laughs> and then you're like, well, I've just made 20 new fans. Why is Mad Max secretly the bad guy? Uh, like us on Facebook. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast on there. Uh, on Twitter, we are at Dinosaur Man Fifteen, where you can just tweet us and we will respond to you. And if Jacob from Jump Cut comes out and says something, I will come for him. I'm sorry for him, Jacob. I'm not. I really am. Well, I'm sorry for um, your terrible but opinions. I, am, I do want to thank Jolly Knees as ever for the theme song. Of course, why wouldn't we? Um, and thank you, Alex. Thank you. And until next time... Don't call people out on the internet because it won't end well for you. <laughs> Boy. Die. 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 Die.